Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you, Lord. 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 Oh, Father, we praise you. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Magnify the Lord with me, let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Precious Father, we praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Visit your people, Lord, in a special way. Tell the Lord, Lord, visit me in a special way this evening. Visit me in a special way this evening. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Lord, more than ever before we need you. We need you, Lord, more than life itself we need you. We just give ourselves over to you, oh Father, we praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Teach me to hear your voice of truth. Teach me to know your heart of love teach me to understand your ways to walk in your paths of life holy spirit come teach me lord right now teach me lord right now Tell the Lord, teach me, Lord, right now. Holy Spirit, be my teacher. Teach me, Lord, right now. Hallelujah. Teach me, Lord, right now. Teach me, Lord, right now. Teach me to please the Father God. Teach me to pray like Jesus Christ. Teach me to be a sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice. Holy Spirit, come. Teach me, Lord, right now. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord right now Holy Spirit be my teacher Holy Spirit show me how to live a life 
above, total surrender to the master. Oh, teach me now, Holy Spirit, give me power at this hour. I need you now, Holy Spirit, teach me, Lord, right now. 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 Holy Spirit, teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, right now. Tell the Lord, teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, right now. Teach me, Holy Spirit. Teach me, Lord, right now. Holy Spirit, Teach me, Lord, right now, Spirit of living God. Teach me, Lord, right now. Teach me, Lord, right now, Spirit of the living God. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Tell the Lord, teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. I don't want to leave the place the way I came. Teach me, Holy Spirit. Let it make a permanent mark in my spirit, O God. Tell the Lord, Lord, may you make a permanent mark in my spirit, O Lord. Holy Spirit, precious Holy Spirit. Teach me, Lord, right now. Teach me, Lord, right now. Teach me, Lord, right now. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for giving us this time, Lord, to spend time in your presence. Oh, what can a man give in exchange for his soul? Nothing. Oh, Father... I pray, Heavenly Father, teach us to number our days and to apply our hearts unto wisdom. Teach us to number our days and to apply our hearts unto wisdom. Teach us to number our days and to apply our hearts unto wisdom. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, oh, I ask you, Heavenly Father, every eye, every ear, oh, every mind, be in tune with the voice of the Holy Spirit at this hour. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may the bondage-breaking power of the Holy Spirit touch every heart, every mind, every body, every spirit, every soul in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Break every bondage in the name of Jesus. My Father, break every bondage in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I break every bondage in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus, every heaviness of the heart be lifted off of your people in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, our problem solver. We invite you in our midst at this hour. Jesus, our problem solver. We invite you in our midst at this hour. Whatever your people are going through, Lord, whatever, Lord, agonizing situation it may be, Lord, whatever agonizing pain it may be in their bodies, whatever traumatic for the, oh, for the injury that they may be sustaining in their soul, in their minds, in their spirits, Oh, Father, you have the answer. You are the solution. Oh, to every illness, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, in every way, Father, you are the answer. You are the solution. And we look to you, Lord. We lift up our eyes to the hills from where our help comes from. Hallelujah. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. We thank you, Father. 
So we look to you, Jesus. We look to you, Jesus. We look to you, Jesus. Lord, we submit ourselves 100% to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And we ask you, Lord, to have your way in our lives this night. Have your way in our lives this night. Oh, Father. Speak your truth into our spirits, O oh God. Speak your eternal truth into our spirits, O oh God. Speak your eternal truth into our spirits, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, because your truth can set us free. Oh, Father, whatever area your people are needing, that freedom, O oh Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, I pray. Oh, the Son of Man, the Son of God, oh, the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Freedom, oh, may descend upon your people at this hour. Break every bondage in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father. And every harassing spirit may leave in the name of Jesus. Emotionally. In the name of Jesus. I ask for a breakthrough right now in Jesus' name. Whoever is feeling bound emotionally in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I set them free as your servant right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord is showing me somebody's heart here. That your heart is locked. There's a lock on the outside of your heart. And there's a lock on the inside of your heart. Your heart has been locked because of many things that has been that has happened to you because of the many things that has happened to you. You're very easy to take things in a wrong way. And you have locked up some people in your heart. And you feel that you can never never let them out. You feel if you let them out they will escape. God is speaking to your heart at this hour. Bitterness will take you to the depths of hell. Whatever you're having in your heart and whatever luck that has been put in there, it is your responsibility before God to unlock that lock and let those people out if you want to be free, says the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Your heart has to be a transparent, open place for the Spirit of God to be able to move in and out. For the Spirit of God to cause you to grow into the image, the stature, the likeness of Jesus Christ. Your heart has to be void or free of thorns, thistles, free of weeds. And God is asking you this question today. Will you be ready to go through your heart and to uproot everything that should be uprooted so that the word that the Spirit of the Lord will plant in your heart may not be choked by what you have been keeping in your heart all through these many years. Thank you, Jesus. There's a pattern that God wants to break tonight. There's a set pattern that has been in your life that God wants to break tonight, but not without your cooperation. God is speaking 
to your heart at this hour, if that is you. Surrender before the Lord and say, Lord, I am nobody to fight with the living God. I'm not going to say I love the Lord, yet carry bitterness. I'm not going to say I love the Lord, yet carry unforgiveness. God is speaking to your hearts today. Emotional chain is a chain that weighs much heavier than any physical chain that is out there. So the Holy Spirit says, don't bind yourself with that chain. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let the Spirit of God, let the Spirit of God move into your spirit. Let the Spirit of God move into your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Unlock that heart and let the Spirit of God move into your spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Teach me, Lord, right now. Teach me, Lord, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God wants to do something glorious. God wants to do something outstanding in the lives of God's people. Thank you, Father. We're in the 11th hour. We're in the last few moments before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch. Watch. Therefore, watch. Hallelujah. Therefore, watch. Hallelujah. For you don't know the hour which the Son of Man will return. Again, I say to you, watch, said Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let no one stop you from receiving your crown. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Laban was not able to keep Jacob from inheriting that which God had for him. Because Jacob listened to God. And he moved when God told him to move. He spoke to his wives when God told him to. He took his family and he took his servants and moved out of where he was to where God wanted him to. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As a result of that, Laban had no hold over Jacob because it was God's time. It was God's time. Thank you, Jesus. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Whatever you need to part with, part with that. Anything that is ungodly, anything that the enemy is using, anyone to drag you down, God says, let go. Part with that. Light has no fellowship with darkness. Light has no fellowship with darkness. Light has no fellowship with darkness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Part with it and you will see what God can do. Only after Jacob left. Only after Jacob left where he was. Was he able to become Israel? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't make your temporary place your permanent home. God is speaking to your hearts today. 
God might have done something in your life. God might have had mercy on you. God might have provided for you. Don't settle for what you have right now. What God has blessed you with. God wants to do something far greater. But it's important for you to part with Laban. It's important for you to part with Laban. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God had Laban there for so long in the life of Jacob, in Jacob's life, to refine Jacob, to make him into a vessel that would be ready for God to pour the call of God into his life before he could turn him into Israel. Everything that was from the old had to be removed away. God allowed Laban to be there as a chisel, to chisel away everything, every cunningness and every craftiness that Jacob had. God had Laban there as a sandpaper to give that abrasive effect upon Jacob so that Jacob become totally dependent on God that he would learn to hear the voice of God he would learn to obey the almighty God that he would thoroughly repent of everything that he did with Esau with Isaac and how he thought that with his wisdom with his smartness he could have the blessing without the blesser. God brought him to a place where he had Laban in his life as the chisel so that he may not go after the blessing but he may go after the blesser and receive the blessing from the hands of the blesser by truly wrestling with him which was pleasing to God and earned him the name Israel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mold me and make me after thy will while I am Thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will, while I am Thank you, Jesus.
Father, I pray that you will minister your truth, your life, your grace to your people. Thank you for each and every testimony, Lord, that we heard today. Thank you, Father, for all your works of wonders that you have done in the lives of your people. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Our hearts are filled with thanksgiving, oh Father, because every healing and every miracle that we receive, we receive from the hands of the living God that caused Jesus Christ his life. And we thank you, Lord. We're forever grateful for all that you've done. And thank you for your presence that is here. Thank you for the voice of the Holy Spirit. Lord, as we continue to tarry in your presence for a few more minutes, Jesus, I pray that you'll speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you the glory, honor, and praise. I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is warring against the hearts, minds, and bodies of your people. I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. I ask you, Lord, that you will magnify Jesus once more. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise be to God. We're going to go into God's Word for tonight. The Lord just gave me the Word, so I'm just going to get the text and I will um, give it to you. It's from the book of 1 Samuel. I'm just going to give you the exact verse. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Chapter 1. First Samuel, chapter 1, and I'm going to read verse 19. 1 Samuel, chapter 1, verse 19. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, Amen. First Samuel, chapter 1, verse 19. Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife and the Lord remembered her. As I was finishing up the prayer here, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me as I was waiting on the Lord for the word that God wanted to give to His people. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. He said, the very same God who remembered Hannah will remember us. There is 
God's time. There is the season where God, the author of every blessing, the perfecter of every blessing, has his hand over our calendar. He has his hand over our times and our seasons. The Lord God who created night and day and who created different seasons and who created different trees and fruit-bearing trees with the seed in it so that it can continue to bear fruit is mindful of you, says the Holy Spirit. The intention, the intention of God the Father in creating you and in creating me in Christ Jesus is for us to go forth and bear much fruit. Those of you who are taking notes, just write this down. The purpose of God for my life is for me to bear much fruit, not just fruit, bear much fruit. So, the Spirit of the Lord, who remembered Hannah, remembers us to fulfill His purpose. And what is the purpose? It is for us to bear much fruit. Now, as we were worshipping God, the Spirit of the Lord was speaking to us about Jacob. How Jacob had a Laban in his life. Even though Jacob was a deceiver, even though Jacob was somebody who was crafty, who agreed with his mom, who did not tell his mom, well, mom, what you're doing is wrong. I don't want to do that to Esau. I don't want to do that to dad. You don't hear that from Jacob. When his mom said, this is how we're going to get the blessing for you, he said, I'll get it. And this was a deceiver who said to Esau, well, you want food? I want your birthright. So his mind was always on how can I get ahead? How can I get ahead? Even if it is his own brother, he wanted to get ahead of his own brother. And this is a deceiver. At the same time, this is a man who knew how to obey. So he had this quality that was priceless, which is a man who obeyed. He obeyed his mother in all things. And he had this quality that God can work with, which is obedience. However, he had this quality that God hates, which was deception. Now Esau, on the other hand, was a squanderer. He didn't care about birthright. But Jacob had faith. Faith in what? Faith that this birthright is important to me, and if I have it, I will be blessed, and my future will be great. But if you look at Esau, Esau didn't have that faith in, in getting that birthright or keeping that birthright, I should say. And he was a squanderer who said, right now, whatever temporarily would satisfy me, I'd go after that. There's one in Abraham's generation who knows the value of blessings but tried to earn it the wrong way, the crooked way, keeping his eyes away from the blesser. He had no relationship with the blesser, by the way. And then you have another grandson here who doesn't care about the blessing because he had no faith. And when you look at it, is this the generation of the father of faith, Abraham? Is this the generation of this grandmother, Sarah? What's wrong with this picture? 
something is missing here when parents fail to transfer that faith into their children by living it out first. Two, by teaching. Two things we need to do. We can never say, that, oh, well, I'll live it out. Oh, well, I'll teach. I'll be hypocrite, but I'll teach. Now, it doesn't work that way because we lose our children and we lose ourselves. There are some people who say, well, I'm not going to teach the children. I'm going to let the church do that. And I'm going to just uh, be a nice mom, be a nice dad and show all the love in the world. And somehow they'll come to God. It doesn't happen that way. This is the reason why God specifically said in His Word, when you lie down, when you sit down, when you walk, whatever you're doing, make sure you teach your children who this living God is and what has He done for you. Tell all those stories. Share your testimonies. Share with your children how big your God is and how living He is, how alive He is at the same time. We need to also tell our children about life and death that God has set before us. Life and death. And it is our responsibility to choose life. We don't choose life. By default, we choose death. Now, something was missing here. Abraham and Sarah transferred their faith to Isaac. Isaac and Rebekah were godly people. But there's a disconnect here where their faith was not transferred to their children. Both of them had no connection with God. One goes and marries all heathen women. And the other one is sitting here trying to plot and see how he can get the blessings without the blesser. So, God had promised something to Abraham. And that covenant had to be kept and that covenant had to be fulfilled. And God sees two people here. The one who sees the end from the beginning saw Esau, saw Jacob, and he said, okay, one has faith, one doesn't have faith. One knows how to obey, the other one doesn't obey. The other one is a grief to his mother. So God looks at these two people, even before they were born, he knew who they were. And he chose Jacob. After he chose Jacob, now he has to work with Jacob. So what did he do? He saw what Jacob did. God did not stop Jacob from deceiving Isaac, no. God didn't stop Jacob from deceiving his brother Esau, no. Many times people ask this question, Well, God is God, if God is God, then why didn't he stop me from doing this? Why didn't he stop him from doing this? God doesn't have to stop anyone from doing anything. We, we reap what we sow. We have been given the choice to sow. So we reap what we sow. If we belong to God and we're God's people and we ask him, Lord, show me what to do. Or like how David did. Lord, should I go to this battle? Should I not go? What do you want me to do? How do you want me then? You involve God at that point in your life and God will be your guide. As David said, this God, even our God, he will be our guide even unto death. Why? Because David made the choice to have this God to be his God. God will never automatically become an insurance policy for anyone else. No. Our relationship with God depends on our obedience to God and our continual obedience to God and our faithful walking with the living God. And Jacob had his grandfather, Abraham, the friend of God. Did that keep him from deceiving his brother? No. 
Esau had Abraham, the father of faith. What a rich heritage. The friend of God. Did that keep him from losing his call, losing his birthright, losing everything basically? No. It is important to keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith as the Spirit of God through Apostle Paul says this. Be careful. You be responsible for your crown. Let no one take your crown. Satan can take your crown. Satan can't wear it. But he can cause you to miss what you have. Have you had this experience that you were taking something and someone came in the middle, just their hand touched your elbow and what you had fell, whether it's books or coffee or whatever it is? What happened? Someone came, knowingly or unknowingly, caused you to lose what you had. Now, a cup of coffee or some book can be replaceable. Even if it's not replaceable, you're not going to die without it. But when it comes to your soul, when it comes to your crown, when it comes to your calling, when it comes to what God wants to do in your life, if you lose it, you lose it. There are certain things, when you lose it, it's gone for good. Esau lost his birthright, even though he sought it with tears after that, he never got it. He was never able to get it. Jacob, on the other hand, he said, well, I value this thing. But you know what? I'll do it by crooked means. I listen to wrong counsel. Well, I'm doing it for my family. I'm protecting the family heritage. Oh, well, this is my family's birthright. And my brother is a squandered God does not want your help if it is in a crooked way. If God has spoken something over your life, He will fulfill it. He will fulfill it. As long as you are faithful to God. And just be obedient to what God has called you to do. That's all God is looking for. Whatever God tells you to do when you say, Yes, Lord, that's all He's looking for. God does the rest with your cooperation. He can make you into a world changer. Uh, what did Jacob do? Jacob went after the blessing without the blesser. And he inherited curse and agony. Even though his father didn't curse him, he sowed thorns and he reaped thorns. Now he goes from where he was to Laban's house, hoping that, well, I'm going to my, my relative's house, my uncle's house, and, and he is going to be so happy that I came because he loves my mom. And he goes there with these imaginary um, future that he thought that he would get. And he goes and he sees Rachel and he just says, oh, I, I want this girl. And he dreams that, oh, I'm going to have a very beautiful family and all those things. And there he got Leah first. He deceived his father, deceived his brother, and he was deceived. He was deceived by his own uncle. That he thought that, oh, this is my uncle. His wages were cheated. The wife that he should have gotten, he didn't get. He had to work for 14 years to get her. Now, you look at Jacob's life. It was not an easy life. It was a life of suffering. When he was going to Laban's house, when God came and spoke to him, 
God didn't tell him, well, Jacob, you are such a crook. No. God came and spoke to him. He said, well, I'll bless you. I'll bring you back. And Jacob said, well, if you would do this for me, if you would give me food to eat and clothing to wear, then you will be my God. He had no relationship with God whatsoever before. But God still came to Jacob. Why? God was going to deal with him at Laban's place. As the Spirit of the Lord spoke to us during worship. God used Laban as the chisel to chisel away his foolishness. Chisel away his cunningness. Chisel away his craftiness. Because every time Laban cheated him, Jacob was seeing himself. He's eating the fruit of what he sowed. The seed that he sowed. God is speaking to the hearts of this hour. It's so important to remember. Whatever we sow now, even if it is 20 years later, we'll be sitting and reaping that. It's important to sow seeds unto righteousness. If we sow seeds unto evil and corruption, that's the fruit we're going to be eating. So, God remembered Jacob here. How? He remembered his covenant with Abraham he remembered his covenant with Isaac and he came to Jacob and in order for God to fulfill his plan through Jacob Jacob cannot be Jacob Jacob has to be turned into Israel in order for that to happen God placed Laban right there until Jacob's character changed until he was ready to become Israel God had Jacob stay there for a long time And God worked in Jacob. As Jacob repented, he faced himself every time. Oh, when his wages were cheated, he said, Oh, I cheated my brother. And look, where are the blessings? My father said all kinds of blessings due from heaven and this from earth and all kinds of things. And I'm not getting even my basic salary. I've been cheated. Without the blesser, there's no blessing. Remember that. Write this down. Without the blesser, there's no blessing. Whatever we get, it's temporary and it's, it's just like riding on water or riding on sand. Without the blessing, there's no real blessing. The blessing of the Lord, the real blessing of the Lord comes from the Father of lights. It's pure, it's peaceable and it has no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Jacob is having sorrow after sorrow after sorrow. Every time he's facing himself. When he sees Laban, it's like seeing himself. A reflection of him. How much tears did his father shed? How much tears did his brother shed? Jacob had to shed a lot of tears for many, many years. He was cheated and cheated and cheated. But you know what? While he was there, he faced himself before the living God. He faced himself before the living God. And that's where God worked in Jacob's life. And it came to a point when Jacob was ready. God worked with him. God showed him how to multiply his flock. God showed him how to get wealth. God showed him how to seek him. God showed him how to be the man that God wanted him to be. But he was able to call his wives and tell them, I came here with nothing, but my God did this for me. Very different. His talk here is very different than how he spoke with the Lord God Almighty before, when he was on his way.
to Laban's place. He said, well, if you do this for me, then you will be my God. But after he was taken care of, taken care of by God, with all the chastening, God became his God. He had to run to God. Nobody was there for him. Nobody. The uncle that he counted on, he is seeing how he's taking advantage of him. He had nobody there. No mommy there now. Nobody there. All alone. He gets to come face to face with the God of his grandfather, Abraham. With the God of his father, Isaac. God remembered him. God remembered his covenant with Abraham. God remembered his covenant with Isaac. God remembered his covenant. After that, he made with Jacob. God made him the father of a great nation by changing him from Jacob to Israel. See, the name change came after the character change took place. Our names are a reflection of who we are. God gave Jacob a new name because the old name no longer fit who Jacob was. There was a change that took place on the inside. But God worked in Jacob. Jacob was no longer Jacob, no longer Jacob. It'll be so wrong for someone to keep calling him Jacob because Jacob means deceiver. Jacob was no longer a deceiver. Jacob was a man of God. He became a prince because he knew how to wrestle with God because he knew God if I don't know God I will not have the strength that I need in order to receive what God has for me Jacob learned to walk with God in that place where God put Laban there in order to shape up Jacob to remove the things that needed to be removed from Jacob's life to turn him into Israel before he changed his name from Jacob to Israel. The Lord remembered his covenant with Abraham. The Lord remembered his covenant with Isaac. God had mercy on Jacob. It's the mercy of God Almighty that chastened him out of his love. That brought him to a place of repentance. That brought him to a place of total surrender. Total dependency on God. Now, when God told him to get up and go, he's going. Before, it was because he did something wrong, he had to escape from where he wants to go to Laban's place. But now he is not running from Laban's place to go somewhere else on his own accord. But God's voice came to him and told him, Jacob, it's time for you to leave. I want you to leave now. How a man who had nothing to do with God was met by God on his way to Laban's place sheer mercy of God and how God made him face himself and face his God using Laban as a chisel and then refined him there because he gave himself over to God changed him from Jacob to Israel this is what God spoke to us during our worship a little while ago. 
whatever you may be going through right now. Remember, there are certain things God will allow in our lives because of His love and because of His mercy. That co-worker at your workplace or the neighbor next door or a family member or whatever it is as a chisel to chisel your character so that you become just like Jesus. So that you become the man of God, the woman of God, God wants you to be. In order to become that vessel that is ready for God to pour His new wine into it and use you. Without that, God cannot use. God cannot use a leaky vessel. God cannot use a vessel that's out of shape. God cannot use a vessel that is not an honorable vessel. In order for God to use a man or a woman, He would look at their nature. He would look for faithfulness. He would look for obedience. He would look for integrity. He would look for humility. He would look for the divine nature of Jesus Christ. And in order for that to be formed, He would take us through a specific path. The Bible says, The word of the Lord tried Jacob, tried Joseph in the book of Psalms. The word of the Lord tried Joseph. They hurt his feet with the fetters. His feet really hurt with all the shackles over there. He went through much pain. Joseph proved himself to be faithful before God. God's time came. God brought him out. God allowed things to happen with his brothers at Potiphar's place brought him to the prison to take him to the palace so it's very important as God's people to remember this if you're walking with God and you're going through a specific path praise God for it if you're like Joseph praise God praise God for the pit praise God for Potiphar's house praise God for the prison because God has marked out everything to take you to where God wants you to be in order to use you if you are like Jacob praise God for the labor that God has in your life in order for God to refine you so that God can make you into Israel so that he can pour his new wine into your cup so that God can use you. I'm going to take you to 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 19. Then they arose rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife and the Lord remembered her. Within this one verse, there are many things that are there that the Spirit of the Lord wants to highlight tonight before we close. This verse is about Hannah and her husband, Elkanah. And between them was Hannah's rival, Penina, that the Lord allowed in Hannah's life as a chisel to mold Hannah into the woman of God that God wanted her to be to become the mother of the prophet to become this woman of God that would birth this prophet Samuel the chisel that God uses is necessary 
is good. The Bible says, It's good that I was afflicted. Because of that, I've learned your commandments, or I've learned to obey your commandments. The path of affliction that God would take us through, whether you are like Joseph or whether you are like Jacob, those are two separate paths. You cannot mix Joseph with Jacob. When you look at Joseph's life, Joseph was a man who was on point with God on every stage of his life. Yet he had to go through suffering just like Job. If you look at Jacob, Jacob was not a person who was on point with God, but God had a call on his life and God took him through his own path to bring him to where he needed to be, which was to become that man of God that God wanted him to be. Whatever it is. It's important for you to move from point A to point B, from point B to point C, point, point C to point D, and keep going to the destination God has for you, to become useful in the hands of the living God, to fulfill the call of God, which is to bear much fruit. Every time you look at yourself, tell yourself this, I got to bear much fruit for my Savior. That's the purpose with why He has placed you on this earth. We are not here just to fill some space. We are not here just to, you know, be a husband or be a wife or be a grandma or a grandpa or, or a son or a daughter or a student or a, or a co-worker, you know, whatever it is. And just temporarily do something and be gone. No. God has called us to have an eternal impact in the lives of those around us for eternity. Write this down. God wants us to have an eternal impact in the lives of those around us for eternity. I want to repeat this as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. God wants us to have an eternal impact in the lives of all those around us for eternity. Very, very, very important. Who did God remember here? God remembered Hannah. God remembered Hannah. Why did God remember Hannah? Because Hannah sought after the Lord. When you seek God, and God has a plan for you, that plan will be accomplished. God will remember your prayers. God will remember your praises. God will remember your sacrifices. God will remember you. God will remember you. When? When your heart is after the Lord. After they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord. It was not like, okay, I'm just going to go and fulfill my obligation. We all go to the temple and we all offer some sacrifice and we just go back home. No. They had this reverence for God. They had this faith that I'm worshipping the living God. So when Hannah and Elkanah, his husband and wife, when they worshipped God, they worshipped before the Lord God Almighty. That's how it has to be when you come to the house of God. When you worship God, it's you and God before you. You're worshipping before the living God. When David danced in the presence of God, he danced before the Lord. He told his wife, he said, How foolish are you? I did this before my God. That's how we have to be. Whether we sing, whether we give our offering, whether you know, we share your testimony, whatever we do, whether it's a video call, God is here. Whether it's in the physical church building on Sundays, God is there. As God sees us, worship Him in spirit and in truth. God will remember us. God will remember us. He will remember 
our tears. He will remember our prayers. He will remember our worship. He will remember our promise before God. What did God remember here about Hannah? Her covenant with God. She made a covenant with God. She made a promise to God. God, if you would remember me, if you would remember this handmaiden, if you remember me, Lord, and if you would bless me with a male child, Lord, I will offer to him, offer him to you all the days of his life. He will serve you, Lord. And after she worshipped God with her husband, God remembered Hannah. What did he remember her? He remembered her vow to God. He remembered her prayers. He remembered her promise to God. I want to finish with this very important thought that the Holy Spirit wants me to. Our prayers must be intentional prayers. Our praises must be intentional praises. Our offering to God must be intentional in the presence of God with faith that this is before God Almighty I'm doing. Not before a human being, but before God Almighty. God remembered Hannah because she had faith. She was a woman of faith. She went and she prayed and she prayed before God and she said, Lord, if you would remember me. She's talking to God, believing that God is there. She's talking to God, believing that He is hearing. She's talking to God, expecting God to remember. She's pleading her case before God Almighty. And God heard her covenant because she's really, really, really making this a serious issue before God. There are many times she cried and she prayed and she said, Lord, help me. Oh, Lord, I need a baby. Lord, this rival is doing this. Lord, it is none of those prayers really moved the heart of God to remember her to bless her with a child. You know why? Because there was something God was looking for to remember. There has to be something that God has to remember. What is that? That's a vow. It's a covenant that she placed before God. And that caught the attention of God Almighty. Why? Because now there was a deeper working of God that took place in Hannah's life. Why? This child is going to be a child that will serve the living God. This child is not an ordinary child. And this mother is no longer an ordinary mother. It's the mother of prayer, a mother of faith, a mother of commitment, a mother who wants her child to glorify God. How many parents want your children to glorify God? We need to be parents who are intentional. If you want God to remember you, you need to offer prayers that are pleasing to God. God will remember you at that point. It is important. Whatever we do has to reach the heart of God. Our cries, our prayers, our tears. Yes, God sees everything. But when will it move God to go into an action mode? When we have faith in the faithfulness of the Almighty God. And when we say, Lord... This is towards your glory. Now I'm directing this towards your glory. Lord, I'm directing my prayer towards your glory. It's no longer a self-pity prayer. It's no longer a me-centered prayer. But Lord, this child is going to serve you. If you remember me and if you do this, Lord, my life is for you. My child is for you. We are for you. Our family is for you. The whole prayer has been changed the way she would have began praying when she first got married to where she came and she made that vow to God has been changed, completely changed. Penina was allowed by God to be there, to be used as a chisel, to mold Hannah into the woman of God God wanted her to be. 
Not that she was bad to begin with. No. Hannah was more like Joseph. Unjustly going through suffering. Do you know what? Jesus said this. I want to finish with this. If God sees you bear fruit, He would say, I'm going to prune you. Yes, it will hurt, but I'm going to prune you so that you can bear even more fruit. If you're walking with God, if your life has been surrendered to God Almighty, then know this for sure. Our God, out of His love, will keep some things as chiseled in your life so that He can prune you to make you into a greater usefulness to God Almighty. If you have been like Jacob, God says He will use some things as chiseled in your life to shape you, to chisel away the things that needs to be chiseled away so that He can make you into a vessel of honor where God can pour His new wine into your life. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Oh, my Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for this time that you have given to us, Lord, where we can come as one body, lift our voices to you, our one King, or to worship you, to glorify your great name. Oh, my Father, we thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts today. Thank you for the chisel that you have placed in our lives, oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, so that we can bear even much more fruit, oh, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Having loved Hannah, you left Penina in her life so that Hannah could become the mother of this great prophet. So that Hannah's life can become an offering to God. Hannah's son's life can become an offering to God. Where she was able to bring the pleasing offering to God, which was her firstborn to God. It was her only child at that time. You took that and you gave her many more children. You blessed her, Father. We thank you, Lord. You blessed that womb that was dedicated to you. You remembered Hannah. You remembered Hannah. You remembered Hannah. You remembered the vow that she made before you. And you blessed her. I pray, Lord, that you bless your people tonight. May every brother, every sister, every child who is here may understand the purpose of their lives and the purpose of the path of God that God has placed them in so they can become just like Jesus. So they can go into the call of God that God has for them. Whether they are like Jacob or like Joseph or like Hannah. You're the God who remembers the covenant that we've made with you, the covenant that you have made with us, and out of your love you have placed a chisel to chip away that which needs to be chipped away in the lives of those who are like Jacob, to prune people who are faithful to you like Hannah and Joseph so they can bring forth much fruit. Father, I pray for your precious people. I ask you that you will touch them at this hour. May a sanctifying 
presence of God sanctify your people this night. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, cause your people, Lord, to rise up. Oh, Father, it's the call of God that you have for them. As you continue to chisel away that which needs to be chiseled away from their lives. So that their lives may become truly pleasing before the Lord God Almighty. That they may live for Jesus and Jesus alone. That the self may be crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that lives in me. Now the life that I live, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your faithfulness. We commit ourselves into your hands. Oh, Lord, we ask you, Lord, that you continue to breathe your living breath upon us, oh, Jesus. Cause every dry bone to receive the breath of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that every family here, every husband, every wife, every son, every daughter, every single person who is here, oh God, every father, every mother, may give themselves over to the working of the Holy Spirit in their lives, so that their lives may be transformed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May they become the vessel of God that God is looking for. Thank you, Father. Take a few moments in the presence of God. Give yourself over to God. Tell the Lord, Lord, work in me. Work in me by the working of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I give myself over to you at this hour. Whatever you're using, Lord, to chisel away that which needs to be taken away. Help me not to murmur or complain. Help me not to rebel. Tell the Lord, Lord, I don't want to rebel against the working of the Holy Spirit. Whatever you have placed in my life, whatever you have placed in my life, O Lord, to change me, to transform me, I yield myself to the working of the Holy Spirit. Tell the Lord, commit yourself to God and tell the Lord at this hour. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for His glorious hand that is working upon the lives of God's people. I pray that you will continue to do great and mighty things, O Lord, in our midst. Cover our church with your precious blood. Cover our church family with your precious blood. Cover every brother, every sister, every child that's here, O Lord, with your precious blood. With the Spirit of the living God. Raise up your standard of victory in every home, in every heart. That every heart may be won over to the Lord Jesus Christ. Every unsaved family member may be won over to the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, may the Spirit of God, may the Spirit of revival, birth something new in every heart, in every home, in the name of Jesus. The people around them may see the living Savior. For death cannot stand in your presence. And we eagerly look forward to Lord. We are looking forward to all the great things that you are going to do. Thanking you for all the great things that you have done. Expecting the greater things that our God is going to do in our midst. We offer to you our sacrifice of thanksgiving. And our offering of praise. To our only King, the Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom all things were made. 
and the one who is going to come back in the clouds of glory. As your servant, O Lord, standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people this night to inherit the blessings that you have spoken over their lives this night, O Lord. That this word of God may become effective in their lives, Father. That no one become bitter at the chisel that God is using. But they may focus on the Lord Jesus Christ so that all the rough edges may be made smooth. And everything that is crooked be made straight in their lives. And I pronounce this blessing upon your people. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen.